It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medora. We got you up until 7 o'clock today. Coming on later at 7.40, it's going to be the Cincinnati Reds. And, of course, the Reds have been at a little bit of a slide. But 6.06 on the clock on this 24th day of August and 88 degrees and sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Students, some students have come back to campus here in Athens, whoever was able to do so, probably upperclassmen, juniors, and whatever. Uh, but it's a little bit busier here in Athens than it has been in the past couple weeks. And, of course, towards the end of the week here, Joey, we've got some high school football uh, coming our way. And, of course, excited for that. But it's a busy week, and uh, yeah, just excited to get it going. Yeah, well, lucky for you, you didn't have class today. I did, and, uh, man, really didn't miss it at all. Uh, I had to wake up at 8 o'clock for an 8.30 class, so, you know. But, uh, oh, listen, I mean, you got to get up at some point, right? Get, get back to the schedule. I don't need a schedule. I was quite content waking up at 10 or 11 and then, you know, just hanging out all day, you know, overlooking Court Street. Uh, but, yeah, a lot more people uh, rolling into Athens now. Uh, we saw over the past weekend uh, Court Street was jumping a little bit. And, of course, we got some Athens football to look forward to later on this week as well as NYN Trimble, which is another big game that's usually highlights week week one around this area. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and again, we'll have Athens and Alexander. Athens at Alexander. That starts at 7 o'clock, and we'll have that on our sister station, WXTQ, because our game of the week is on Saturday, and we'll have a preview and everything of the sort uh, coming up on Wednesday. We'll do a little bit of a Southeast Ohio football preview uh, right on the sports fan from 6 to 7 on Wednesday. But uh, as of right now, over on XTQ on Saturday, it'll be uh, Trimble at NY, uh, and then... Of course, Athens at Alexander, that's on Friday. But busy week ahead. Uh, it's been, I would say, a little bit of a disappointing turn. We'll start with the Reds, right? And the Reds right now, uh, all the hope, all the promise that they had at the beginning of the season, now as we're in, you know, it's about a third of the way through, maybe not two-thirds yet, uh, maybe not even, uh, you know, two-fourths. But, you know, we're nearing that point of the halfway for the MLB season uh, as it's been shortened, of course, to 60 games because of the coronavirus. Uh, but as it stands right now, you know, the Cincinnati Reds are not living up to the expectations that everybody had held uh, them to. And, you know, it's a little bit disappointing. You know, they're 11 and 15 right now. Of course, with the play of the Chicago Cubs, the Cubs are at 17 and 10. Uh, you know, they were looking like they were going to run away with the division. But the Reds, you know, they dropped out of a uh, four-game series. Yeah, they dropped three games to uh, the Cardinals. So it's it was not a good series for Cincinnati. Their bullpen faltered. You know, they really haven't had a whole lot of offense. Uh, but the only, I guess, would be one bright spot is the guy who's going to be on the mound today in Trevor Bauer. Bauer still has that sub-1 ERA, and he's looked pretty good, you know, through his first couple starts here this season. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, that's a tough one with uh, when it comes to Bauer because, you know, the Reds got to start to think about if they are going to pay him this offseason. And if you're not, well, of course you can't just let him walk for free, especially since it does. You're not looking like a playoff contending team at the moment. Now, of course, you still have a shot because eight teams from both sides of uh, 
of the league are getting into the playoffs this year. So the Reds are hover, hovering around the playoff spot. But they didn't want to be 11-15 and 15 at this point in the season either. I mean, the bullpens, to be blunt, have had a rough go of it uh, this year. You know, they don't really have timely hitting. I mean, the starting pitching is the clear strength of the team, and obviously Bauer plays a big part of that. But if you're not going to re-sign them, because, I mean, there's a lot of things to fix on this team other than starting pitching. So if you're not going to put a lot of money into re-signing Trevor Bauer, I mean, the trade deadline's coming up in, well, what is it? It's the 30, uh, 30th of August, right? Yeah, 30, 31st, sometime, you know, coming up soon. And you're sitting there at 11-15, and 15, tied with Milwaukee, who you have a four-game series coming up with, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously the Reds are still, I mean, if you get on a five-, six-game win streak here, uh, all of a sudden everything changes, you're right back in it. But what you got to think about is, you know, wh- wh- where are you going in the future with this team? Right, and you put a lot of money on to the Cincinnati Reds. You put a lot of money into the organization last offseason. You got Moustakas, you got Shogo Akiyama, uh, you know, and, and right now, you know, Akiyama is not in the starting lineup for today's ball game, and uh, the guy that you spend a lot of money on in Mike Moustakis to be your second baseman is only batting two twelve. I get it; he's been injured, he's been you know sidelined by COVID, what have you. Uh, but Moustakis definitely has not lived up to the expectations that you know people brought him, uh, who brought him into the organization. He hasn't lived up to those. And also a lot of money tied in the Joey Votto, who once again is uh, struggling, uh, batting 207 with a few home runs, only eight RBIs. I mean, he's batting leadoff. He used to be a 3-4 hitter back uh, in his, you know, the time when he was having his good years and he got the big contract. But he's another one not living up to it. Right. Well, I'm just trying to see why you would have Joey Votto. I mean, he's not the most fleet of foot, right? I mean, he still swings at. He can swing a good bat every now and then. He came out firing in the beginning of the season, has dropped off since. Again, the 207 average. Uh, but it's only a 337 on base percentage. I mean, if you're a, you're a leadoff guy, you know, you anticipate somebody with a little bit of speed, you know, helping you out at the top of the order, somebody who can steal a base, somebody who can get over and uh, and bring home the run. But, yeah, you know, with Votto, he's 36 years old. You yeah. know, he's not known for his wheels, and yet he's leading off. Because all right, maybe he gets on base at a higher clip than others, but a three thirty seven, I w I'm not gonna say that's too impressive right there. No. Also a leadoff guy, you know, they're they're supposed to be a guy who can beat out an infield ground ball, you know, stuff like that, steal a base when you need to. You're not gonna get that out of Otto and it's just you know, I just I don't know what to do with him because who's gonna be who who's gonna take the contract? He's thirty six years old, you know, and the only teams that can afford to take in a contract like that are the Yankees, the Yankees aren't taking Joey Votto. Uh, the Dodgers aren't going to take Joey Votto. I mean, teams with these high salary caps aren't going to, you know, go in and spend money to take this guy away from your team. So your t- money's tied up into him. Right. Another thing I think about, you're questioning why he's batting leadoff. David Bell, I mean, how much more leeway does he have? Because, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, the thought before the season was that they could compete to win the division. Yeah. And you know, that was the expectation going into the season. Now, you had a first-year head coach, uh, first-year manager uh, with the Cubs. You know, you don't know what you're going to get when you ever, uh, I mean, whenever you go with a catcher. Uh, you know, they know the game. They know it a lot. They uh, they know it well and can you know, normally uh, lead others. And, and uh, that's exactly what, you know, Chicago's coach has done. But, uh, you know, with David Bell right now, I mean, his team is struggling. Again, they're not that far behind. If you look at the the standings, Cincinnati is five and a half back on Chicago. You still have some time to make that up. 
St. Louis is 9-8. and eight. They've got more games to make up. They've got more games to play. Uh, but, but just one three of four from right. Cincinnati this past weekend. Like, you got to kick it into another gear at this point. You're at the at the way in, in this MLB season where, you know, I don't even know if I'd go for a one-year rental. Like, what, what happens because it's a 60-game season? Would you trade, you know, uh, would you trade Trevor Bauer just because uh, you, you get him for what? Maybe five starts, five, six starts? After the trade deadline, I think it'd be worth it for a team that's actually competing. But it'd be what, what the problem is with what Cincinnati might do is: Do you think they're going to pay him? Uh, they opened up the checkbook last off season, and he's been successful this year. I mean, he's worked his way into a a bigger and better contract, and that is the question. Now, should Cincinnati pay him? If I was Cincinnati and I had the money, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd pay Trevor Bauer because he's one of the top pitchers in baseball this year. He has a sub-1 ERA. I mean, it's, what, 065? You know, whenever you get into the bingo numbers when you're getting, or 068. You now, when you're in bingo with your ERA, hey, that's that's pretty good right there. That's a pretty sharp reference right there. 068 is actually a bingo number. It is. Was, Once you hit good. the bingo numbers as a starting pitcher with your <laughs> ERA, that's what I'm, I'm going to coin that one. <laughs> but if you're that low, you've been that successful. I mean, he's in, at this point, in, in the conversation for a Cy Young Award. Yeah, as as they say at the uh, MLB uh, preview, you know he's the fourth pitcher since 1900 to record at least 40 strikeouts with less than 10 hits allowed in a four-start span. Through four starts, he's only allowed eight hits. He is worth this year. He is worth the money that you should pay him. Which is why I think if someone uh, of a contender throws you, you know, two or three of their top prospects for him right now, and uh, the plan is not to re-sign him this upcoming season. I think you got to think about that, right? And if the game plan is, hey, we don't have enough money to to pay him, that's uh, unfortunate for the organization. But you know, you got to go out there and get something big. Like you got to get you know another organization's top prospects. Sure. Somebody within the top, I would say, two players within the top fifteen. Yeah. Is that unreasonable to get for Trevor Bauer? I mean, I, currently no. I you, somebody would probably say you could get three guys in the top fifteen right now. But also, I mean, generally speaking, the teams that have the, the top farm systems at the moment aren't playing the best in the big leagues at the time and wouldn't really be shopping around for, for Trevor Bauer. Right. Yeah, a lot of teams need a lot of pitching. Trevor Bauer could help stop that. But on the other side, you know, do you keep Trevor Bauer? Well, because it is, you're, it's more likely than not, right, when you ever have 16 teams going into the postseason, right? Because 16 out of 30 teams in the MLB – more than half the league is going to find themselves in the postseason. Yep. So there is a good chance that your team could be you know, in the postseason at the end of this year. You know, do you run the risk of trading away some of your top talent for prospects if you're on the cusp, like the Reds are? The Reds aren't out of it, but they're not necessarily all the way in it. They haven't. Right pl- now. I just feel like they haven't played well enough to make you believe that they're going to make a run at it. It's just the wait and see game. You know, I mean, you got to wait and see what this team can do. I mean, do I think that uh, Eugenio Suarez is going to bat 149 all season long? I don't. You know, is Jesse Winker going to be continuously batting above 300 with the six home runs and the 10 RBIs? I, I mean, he might have a breakout year and have, you know, a 300 average, sure. Uh, but, you know, he's your only guy in the starting lineup today with the 300 average. You got a couple guys sitting around, too. Kirk Casale uh, with the 167. You know, Kyle Farmer's not doing too bad with 294, but you know, besides him and Winker, it's 
it's a lineup that needs, I don't think it's going to slump all year long. And I don't think Votto is going to continuously bat at 207. I think his average probably will dip to around maybe 260, maybe 240. Uh, but you know, I, I anticipate Votto getting better. I think Castellanos is you know on the downward slide right now. But you know, when he's hot, you know he's one of the best batters in baseball. Uh, nine home runs, 20 RBIs. I don't think that they're all going to continuously slump, which means that they're going to get better at some point in the season. But when do you throw in that towel? What point in the season do you say, all right, we're not making the postseason? Is it going to be before or after the trade deadline? Well, that's our, I mean that's why it's so tough because it's less than a week away. At this point, six days. It's 24th. It'd be next Sunday. And uh, I don't know. I, you also got to look around the league. I mean, look at the NL West. San Diego's 18-12, and 12, which would be in front in uh, the Central. Well, but they're not in first place. They're in second. So they, that's a, not a wild card spot because the top two teams make it. But right now in that division, I mean, right now Miami technically would be a playoff team out of the East going at 500. But, I mean... The entire NL West has more wins than every team in the NL Central besides the Cubs. And every team in the NL East besides the Braves. Exactly. So that's another thing you got to take into consideration what everybody else is doing. you got to look at, I mean, having the top two spots be already secured is big because that will allow Cincinnati to hang around. But the Rockies are a darn good team. Sam Fran has played pretty well this year. The Mets are hovering around the, about the same spot Cincinnati I'm not, is. I'm saying the Mets. Uh, they're, they're like the, the the Reds right now, but I, I'm saying the Mets. I don't Pitching is they, – they got everybody on the DL or the IL, right, injured list. Uh, and then you know, they're postponed due to COVID until tomorrow. So I, I, don't, I don't know what the Mets have. But still, I mean, I guess they're two games under 500, sure. Um but point is, it's a bit of a yeah. it's a jumble right now. The Reds are somewhat in it, although they trail by a couple games to most of the teams. I mean, this is gonna be a big series against Milwaukee coming up here. Four games. Uh, they lose three or four again, and that'll be before the week is over. And that would put you at what twelve and eighteen. Do you think you can recover from a twelve and eighteen start and push through the back half of the season and come all the way back? I don't think they can. All right. Whatever the Reds do, I think they have to do it soon. If they're going to wake up at the plate, if they're going to, you know, have the bullpen make a miraculous comeback and and you know, be successful while pitching, then you know maybe the Cubs hold tight at the trade deadline. Uh, but the last time they faced the Brewers, they took two or three. Uh, they will hope to do that. You know, they'll try to do three or four, or maybe even go for a sweep. But they got to win this series coming up. Because then they have a big, big series coming up this weekend with the Cubs. Uh, doubleheader on Saturday. They got four games against the Cubs. And then the, they see they the got Cardinals St. Louis again. again. They got everybody who's in front of you right now. And they're only two and a half games behind St. Louis, who will still presumably make up a lot of games this year. Uh, yeah. But if you're Cincinnati, you got to get it started now. You're only two and a half back. Uh, I'm not going to you know, just say, all right, it's time for Cincinnati to trade everybody away. It's getting close, you know. It's it's getting close to where either you got to trade for top prospects, break it down, build it back up for next year, or you know try to go for it this year because 16 out of 30 teams are going to make the postseason. I, I know just, I say that, but it's true. And but I and I understand that. But looking at the the bigger picture, right? I mean, obviously teams thought they were the Reds thought they were going to be in contention this year. I mean, 
you're still going to bring all those guys back next year unless you trade Bauer, don't bring them back in free agency that you already had coming into this season. I mean, will it, what will it do to sneak in at, as the eighth best team in the NL and lose in the first round of the playoffs? I don't think that's a successful season. Well, I think you got to get there. Like, if you're in the postseason, then once you're in there, then we talk about, all right, has it been a successful season or not? Because it's a weird year. You know, it's it's just a you can't judge this year by what they did last year because last year you know not as many teams made it into the postseason, uh, and uh, you gotta wait and see how this postseason plays out. Are the Dodgers the best team in baseball right now? Yeah, yeah, but by time or even Oakland, Oakland A's have have been doing pretty well too, but as well as Minnesota, know, as well as Minnesota, but still you gotta see what happens with this expanded playoffs with these best teams are they going to succeed i mean the dodgers have been a pretty good team for the what the last four or five years but they don't have a world series title to you know point to and say hey you know we want it or they want it but with the dodgers i'd say it's one of either this year or next year i mean they, they got to win it some of these years but they haven't been successful in the postseason who's to say that the reds can't knock off the dodgers anybody can beat anybody in baseball so you just got to wait and see you know, if they make it to the postseason, how they get that? But I mean, if we go by the by the Central, right? Are the Reds better than St. Louis? I wouldn't say so. No. Are the Reds better than Milwaukee? I I mean, they did take two of three. I think I pref I think I prefer Milwaukee's lineup, but I think obviously the rotation goes to the Reds and the Pirates. Uh, I mean, that's the no-brainer. But now all you have to worry yourself with, right? I mean, yes, Milwaukee's in contention. They're both tied at eleven and fifteen. Uh, in the NL Central, but you know, you basically break it down to can can you beat out one of these other teams for that second spot? Well, this next 11-game stretch here, they got four against the Cubs, followed by well, they got four against Milwaukee, followed by four against the Cubs, and then three more with St. Louis. I think if they come out of that stretch and they go below 500, five and six, four and seven in that stretch of 11 games, I think it might be uh, might be curtains for them making a playoff run this year. But again, time will tell, right? Just got to wait and see what they do for these games coming up. Of course, tonight it'll be the Reds and the Brewers. That's an 8-10 start, 7:40. Uh, we'll begin the coverage right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. We'll take a short break right here on the Sportsman, presented by JNK Contracting. Of course, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. I'll be right back. You're listening to Sportsman on 970, 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Rich. Avenue, Athens. Every kid needs a hero, but kids in foster care need superheroes. Athens Casa is back with the virtual superhero 5K on September 4th through the 6th. The Casa team is looking for a few good partners to help make sure our local foster children have the support they need. Businesses and organizations should check out AthensCasa.org superhero to learn more. Avellino has the true taste of your grandmother's old water Italian cooking in every dish they prepare. Coming Monday through Wednesday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Try to breakfast with a double shot latte for only $2.75. You're not in for breakfast? 
Come in for the $7 lunch special. You won't regret it. Tavolino even accommodates all food allergies and has vegan and gluten-free options. Taste buds know. Now take them for what they really want. Take them to Tavolino. Like Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and specials. Now that's a spicy meatball. Are you looking for a fun and engaging job? Have you always wondered what it would be like to hear your voice on the radio? Then Power 105 and 97 WATH may be the place for you. We are hiring now for board operators and on-air talents. Send your resume and any voice clips to Nick Palmer, our general manager at npalmer at wxdq.com. If music in your local community are your passion, then apply today to be part of the WATH WXDQ team. With part-time flexible hours and room for advancement, Power 105 and 970 WATH are the place for you. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills the mic alongside Joey Medora. Got you up until 7 o'clock today on this 24th day of August. A lot of talk about the Reds to begin. Affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds, and you know, we, we hope they do good. You know, we, we hope they do better, and I think they got a lot of season left to play still. But it is getting close to crunch time. Uh, the season that's coming up, and our NFL affiliate, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, so looking forward to the Bengals coming up. That's time in September. Uh, I think what is that? The first game uh, opening week for NFL is somewhere around the 19th, right? It's not. Is that late? Is it? I think it's somewhere. It's either the 19th or the, uh, let's see, it's either maybe the 13th. It's either the 13th or the, uh, I think it might Well, of course, I'll have that first game the 13th, on yeah. the first Thursday night game. And uh, obviously the Super Bowl champs always play in it. I believe Kansas City, can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, 13th is the right date. And okay. the first game on the 10th is Kansas City and Houston on NBC. Yeah. 8-20 kickoff. Rematch of the uh, AFC Divisional game. And who's that again? Houston and Kansas City. Yeah, that should uh, that should be a good one. Watson, Mahomes, right? No longer with uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins though. So again, we got to wait and see what they do. Yeah. Uh, but phone lines are open at seven four zero five nine two six six four six. A little bit of NFL, right? I don't know if you saw over the weekend, uh, but a lab has blamed seventy seven false COVID-19 positives on contamination. Uh, the lab used by NFL for COVID-19 tests says an isolated contamination caused 77 most likely false positive results in a statement bio-reference laboratories says the results uh, the test results on Saturday were contaminated during preparation at its lab in New Jersey. 11 teams were affected and the tests were re-examined and found to be false positives. Lab says all individuals impacted have been confirmed negative and informed. Uh, the entire episode puts the NFL and its testing procedures in a precarious position with the opening game kicking off on September 10th. Right. Uh, so it, it's never good to have a false positive. It's never good to have a, a false test when, when you're dealing with the health and safety of others. 
but I guess you'd rather have a false positive. Uh, that way, you know, the safety and precautions are put in place rather than a false negative, and then everybody com- runs a risk of, you know, contracting. Yeah, it seemed like a bit like the sky was starting to fall with the NFL. When you start hearing reports, uh, it ended up being 11 teams, and multiple guys were coming down with the virus. And, of course, with how football is, you would assume if someone has the virus, uh, it would spread fairly quickly with, uh, you know, football obviously a contact sport and all that. But uh, to find out they were a bunch of false positives, yeah, I mean, what if that happens, you know, some of these teams, I believe, had like eight or nine guys test. What if, what if you're playing on uh, on a Sunday and then on Friday, everybody it comes back that eight of your guys tested positive. Then after you lose on Sunday because none of them could play, you find out they were actually, you know, false positives and they never had the virus to begin with. So, I mean, you can't run into that situation during the season. So they're definitely going to have to uh, get that ironed out as the as – the, uh, preseason well training camp it is no preseason games comes to an end and we head towards the regular season right and I, I just can't believe it's almost already time for football season to begin back up again uh but you know a lot of people have said you know when i was looking online you know it's like a, a fire drill right when you're at school you, know, you, you practice and you prepare and you demonstrate you know what to do in the event of a fire right the the bells ring you go outside you line up quietly and I, I remember when I used to do it, you know, you walk a certain distance away from the building, you get in a straight line, and then you turn around and then face the building as if you know, it was on fire or something. But, uh, you know, they test and prepare, and they try to train you in the case if something happens. And they've, you know, likened that online, like a fire drill, to a you know, COVID-19 positive test, because then it sets all the procedures in place. You know, did they do it right the first time? Uh, so I, I guess at the end of this, it's better to be safe than sorry. Uh, but then again, you also just, uh, maybe you missed a day of practice, maybe you missed two days of practice or something like that. But uh, when it's all said and done, the worst thing that happened was, all right, you thought you had COVID and you didn't. Right? So no harm, no foul uh, when it comes to, you know, false positive for you know, the NFL. Yeah, but I think you're more thrilled to find out that no one actually had it rather than, oh, at least we got to practice in case someone did. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you get to see, again, you get trained. You, you get a little bit of, all right, these are what the procedures are, and this is what happens when you know somebody has it. Um, it, it again, it's better to be prepared than it is to be, you know, better to you know, be proactive than reactive. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought it would be easier for them to, you know, in training camp, they all stay in a team hotel or whatever, and they're all in one area, and they're all only around each other. And, of course, they weren't supposed to show up in the first place unless they tested negative twice or whatever their testing procedure was. So when they all get there, they all only go from their hotel. Well, they're supposed to. I mean, there's obviously been some stories, that, you know, the Seahawks player trying to sneak a girl dressed as a guy, which is still just bizarre. Um, so I still want – did they put I mean, on, like, the training pads and everything too? I don't know. I, I would have loved to see, like – what. How what this what the girl like talked to the you know like bodyguard or whatever whoever was watching the hotel like I mean but, but what an incredible story I mean obviously what did that guy think I, was gonna happen I mean I want to know what the disguise was yeah it, it, I mean obviously it didn't work but anyway but yeah so they go from their team hotel to the training facility and back and forth and that's it so and none of them have the virus so it's not gonna come up out of nowhere unless some of them come into contact with someone who has it the issue is gonna be when training camp ends they all go back to their to their homes and you know then eventually they're going to be traveling to all these different cities 
And uh, that's when you're going to start to run into issues of guys probably getting it at home or, you know, doing something they shouldn't. And then they bring it back to the locker room, and that's when it's going to spread. Right. And you know, the other, I, I'd say, issue would be is that, you know, this testing lab, this, this uh, you know, organization that tested all the, all the COVID-19 uh, tests, they got 77 wrong. I mean, they contaminated yeah. the what, whole... Say, like, what, what, they, what do they do to them? Yeah. How like, do you what, contaminate a COVID test? Did somebody drop them in the lab and then <laughs> pick them up off the floor? <laughs> and then if, if that's the case, you know, where did the COVID strain come from? Yeah, I mean, right. Uh, is there COVID on the floor of the lab? <laughs> did they pour it I mean, from yeah. one spot into the next? Uh, like, I don't know. How do you contaminate 77 tests? In, a, in an area where it's supposed to, I would assume, a, 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 a place where you've where you find out if a test has COVID or not, I would assume there would not be coronavirus inside that building except in the vials that they have. Right, like how did you get it wrong 77 times? Yeah. And how did you, where did the virus come from I don't know. to make it positive? I mean, that, that has to be something with the testing process, I would think, right? That can't, like... <laughs> like, do they... No, we, like, sneezed on all, the, on, the, on all the tests and then all of a sudden uh, a bunch of them started coming back positive. Right. I mean, that would mean that the scientist maybe had well, COVID, they, yeah, yeah. right? Or, like, I, I, again, I don't know how it works. I don't know how they do the tests, how they get the results. Uh, I'm not a doctor. But to me, when you get 77 wrong, I mean, something had to happen there. I mean, either you dropped the thing, you mixed it in with the wrong batch, you, you know, infused it with something. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how you get 77 wrong when it, you're supposed to be at the uh, top research lab. Uh, but again, I mean, again, mistakes get made in any job occupancy out there. Uh, yeah. you know, it just was unfortunate that it happened in a science lab. And again, the, the worst thing that happened was that it was a false positive. You know, nobody got injured. Nobody, you know, got sick. Uh, it, it was just a miscalculated test, and then they redid the test. You know? And then they were all negative. And they were all negative. What always, what always confuses me about that is, I mean... Who's to say it's always a, it was a false positive the day before? But like, who's to say maybe you, you had it in your system that day before, but like your body just fought it off so quick that, that by the next day it was already out? I don't know. You know, again, more information about the virus is always. I mean, I know we always say it's 14 days, but uh, you know, we don't actually. I mean, I don't think anybody actually knows that. To be honest, I <laughs> like well, it's a new virus. That's around you know the time frame that you know, you would. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, contagious. Th yeah. these guys are super athletes, you know, they're freaks of nature. So, like, obviously their body types are probably, you know, a little bit different than the average person. Right. So I wouldn't be all surprised if perhaps, now, of course, they could just be false positives as well, but maybe some of them actually did have it in their system for a day and they just fought it off that quickly. I don't know. You know, again, they, they retested it, so I don't know how you re... I don't know if they went to the 77 people and said, all right, we got to test you again. Or if they just did something different to where, you know, they used the original test and then verified that it didn't have the coronavirus. I, I, again, I don't know what happened. I don't know if, you know, once you test it, you, there's like a big vat, you mix it around, and then you, it comes out with the result. I don't know. And I'm I just making that up. Again, we're not a doctor. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes when they do these tests. We just know that you know, when you have 77 that come back you know, as a false positive, one that's you know, thankfully nobody got sick and two uh you know we just asked what happened there's a flaw somewhere in the testing well right. whatever went on with that certain batch uh it's amazing how it was a spread across 11 teams too like it wasn't just like well they all went to the one facility mm. 
So I guess they go all with the tests, you know, with the, the Vikings, the Jets, the Giants, the Browns, and, you know, they all send those tests to that lab, and then that's what happens. It was in New Jersey, wasn't it, the lab? Yeah, the lab, uh, again, bioreference laboratories. Uh, that was across, the, that was named in the AP. And again, I'm, I'm not blaming them. I mean, they, they're yeah. doing their job. They're that doing makes the best. sense that you guys find a way to mess it up. Oh, so you can't generalize <laughs> all New Jersey people just by, you know, one guy from Jersey. Uh. But anyway, we'll take a short break on the sports fan. We'll come back. College football put out a, uh, a poll. The AP poll came out, and yeah, colleges that are in the Big Ten, who's not having a season, uh, they're still included in that poll. And, of course, we'll get to your phone calls. If you got a call, it's m four zero five nine two six six four six. All that coming up and more. It's a Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting right here on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. Don't miss Southeast Ohio's local music showcase, Ruby Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio every Monday night. Hosted by me, Paul Holden, right here on Southeast Ohio's number one hit station, Power 105. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business, and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have t-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio since 1988 and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially, and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. That was the mic alongside Joey Medor. 20 more minutes right here on the sports fan, and then coming up at 740 will be the Cincinnati Reds at the Milwaukee Brewers. That's an 810 start, but 740 coverage starts for the pregame. Trevor Bauer on the mound for the Reds, who are with a record of 11 and 15 and the Brewers also at 11 and 15 Brewers will send out Brett Anderson a left-handed pitcher one and two on the season with 3.1 uh 3.71 ERA and just 14 strikeouts Bauer 068 uh, and ERA and 41 strikeouts as well but before we get on to the AP poll right cuz that still baffles me why you know the poll would include teams that aren't playing this season, right? I mean, it, you can't be ranked. Uh, this, we'll, we'll get into it. But before we get off the NFL, just for a quick second, uh, injury up with the Cleveland Browns. Browns rookie safety, Grant Delpit. You might remember him from LSU. Great defender. Uh, Grant Delpit carted off with an Achilles injury. 
Uh, the Browns rookie Grant Delpit was carted off uh, the practice field with an Achilles injury. It's the latest Cleveland player to go down in what has been a tough training camp so far. Team said he is undergoing further treatment. The second round pick it was expected to start the season. Six foot two, 213 pounder got hurt early in the workout. He was seen pounding the ground in frustration before taken inside the team's facility. The team had no immediate word on Delpit's condition. Last week, Browns starting linebacker Malk Wilson sustained a serious knee injury, and cornerback Kelvin Johnson lacerated his liver when he was falling on. And to throw in there, Joey, uh, you got to remember Nick Chubb is still dealing with concussion protocols because he was hit, I believe, by Mac Wilson uh, earlier on in this training camp for the Browns. I mean, nothing, right. nothing has been going right after what has been relatively a quiet and successful offseason for the Browns. Nothing has gone right for them in this training camp period. Well, it wasn't too much harder for them to be quieter than last offseason, but um, uh, yeah, that's a tough one, especially when you hear Achilles and cart it off. You, you know, you a torn Achilles, an injury, you're not coming back from that season, uh, and sometimes you miss part of the season afterwards, depending on how bad the tear or rupture is. And uh, obviously the uh, high expectations were for Delpit, took him with a second-round pick, had a good year at LSU. I mean, one of the best college football teams probably to ever play last year was that LSU team. And, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate for them, um, you know, that they've had a tough slew of injuries during training camp. Uh, you know, I don't really know what their depth is at that position to follow up. Uh, I know a safety just became a free agent, though, uh, a couple of days ago. He's got a pretty big name. So, you know, maybe they look into that as an option. I'm not quite sure. But, you know, yeah, it's tough, especially for a rookie uh, just out there trying to prove himself. It seemed like he was going to have the starting job. So that's, uh, that's tough news to hear. And, of course, you're talking about Reed, right, from the uh, Baltimore Ravens? Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah, Earl Thomas was uh, let go. Oh, why was he let go? I mean, he was, he's been a good player, right? Uh, locker room issues. Uh, he had a there was, Well, there was a whole big thing, which I actually learned today watching. I uh, saw some video on Twitter. He had a bunch of issues last year with being late to uh, team meetings and practices and stuff like that. And he was getting fined a lot, but it was kept, like, behind the scenes. And uh, obviously he had the issue this offseason with his, with his, I guess, now ex-wife, uh, that whole thing. And then coming in this year, I think he had times where he was late again. And uh, there were the, the, the one that really did it, though, there was a practice, I believe it was Friday, where there was a blown coverage down in the red zone. It was his fault, clearly. And he you know, took his helmet off and started freaking out and yelling. And I believe one of the other safeties, Chuck Clark, told him maybe you should come on time to team meetings and <laughs> you won't blow your coverage. And uh, those two got into it. I think Thomas might have punched him or something. Yeah, I saw that he did. Uh, one of the headlines was that he punched somebody before he got let go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, and I think uh, Baltimore is at a time right now where they are at a Super Bowl or bust kind of mindset. And I feel like they have confidence in the young guys who are backing up Earl Thomas right now, Deshaun Elliott, and Geno Stone, who they drafted out of Iowa. Who those guys are going to have to step up now. Uh, but I just think they were getting rid of an issue. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, Earl Thomas is a very ta talented player, but in the Ravens' eyes, he was not worth the headache that he was bringing to the team. Is it worth for either Cleveland or Cincinnati to pick up Thomas, do you think? I mean, do you, do you see any of those teams taking a chance on him, even with, you know, I guess now the reputation that comes with him? Yeah, I mean, the early report was Dallas, and, I mean, that's where he's from. Went to the University of Texas. Um, so, you know, that wouldn't be too much of a shocker. And, you know, Jerry Jones, uh, they got a lot of money down there. Uh, Cleveland, I mean, now would make sense. Um, I, I, and obviously, you know, I don't think Cleveland has ever really cared too much about players' former reputations. I mean, Kareem Hunt's on the team. Odell, who's been 
casted out as the media at times as a diva and things like that. It's also on the team. Baker Mayfield, obviously, he's got a whole media slew that follows him around. Um, so the Browns wouldn't shy away from that, I don't think. Uh, but he does build building up quite a reputation uh, right now, especially with the reports of coming out of how he was late all the time with the Ravens last year. And, I mean, a lot of the last memories of him on the field is getting stiff-armed by Derrick Henry. So, uh, And uh, he's got the thing in Seattle when he left where he flipped off the coaches on his way out for not re-signing him before he got injured, and now this. So, I don't know. Uh, it seems like he's not been the best locker room guy in the past couple places he's been. That might come into play. Uh, but if you're Cleveland, I mean, if he wants to play that badly, you might be able to get him at a discount. So, we'll see. Right. Right. And then maybe... You know, every guy deserves a second chance. And maybe he just needs a, a change of scenery. Maybe Baltimore wasn't the place for him. You know, maybe he picks up his career. Maybe it changes the locker room attitude with a different team. You know, I mean, those are things that, that you just don't know, um, yeah. you know when when you sign the guy. I mean, obviously um, he's probably going to say everything right during the interviews, uh, but still. Right. And obviously, I mean, he wasn't obviously detrimental to the team's success. I mean, they went 14-2 and secured home field advantage last year, obviously despite whatever was going on behind the scenes, they still played well and won football games. Unlike, you know, sometimes you see situations, I think Antonio Brown, some would say, kind of tore the Steelers apart internally and it led to bad play out on the field. But obviously, I mean, they went 14-2 and with Earl Thomas playing last year, so it wasn't that much of a hindrance to them. Right. But uh, it all happened so quick. I mean, the punch was Friday and he was gone on Sunday, so... Yeah, and it, it wasn't just, I mean, a lot of people get in fights in this training camp. Right? Yeah. I mean, every yeah. year you hear, you know, scraps between players X, Y, and Z, whoever. Um, but, you know, it a lot led up to that point. It seemed like more of a tantrum than just like two guys being tired going after it because, you know, it's been a long day of camp. It just seemed like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I teased it a little bit. I'll tease it again. We got another break to take right here on the Sports Fan, but... This whole AP poll, we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building, Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. 5913015. What was that number again? I said 5913015. Join us each week for AutoSmarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno. Welcome to AutoSmarts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Don Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's AutoSmarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. When there's something strange lurking under your bed. Who are you going to call? Dustbusters! 
Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. It's a Monday edition of the Sports Fan right here on 970-971 FM, WATH, 6.50 on the clock on this 24th day of August. It, again, it, it's going by quick. I mean, it, we've been sitting here all summer long. Uh, I haven't even gone back, and I've been here since March, but still, uh, you know, summer went by quick. It's almost time. I mean, it is time for college. Uh, you know, those classrooms to open up and get ready to go. I uh, you know you had a class early on this morning. Uh, but you know, the other thing that's up and running now is the AP Top 25 poll. I mean, Clemson's number one, which makes sense. Then they have Ohio State as number two. Penn State at seven. Uh, Oregon's in there. Pac-12 canceled. You know, like. You got a couple schools in there that aren't playing football this year. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it. How can you have a top twenty-five poll with teams that are not playing? I mean, yeah. if you're not playing a season, then you can't be in the poll. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand it either. Um, and the fact that Ohio State got twenty-one first-place votes as well. So I mean, it was potentially they were going to be the number one team in the country, voted by the AP, and they wouldn't have been playing. And there's, there's other teams. I was in there. They're 24th. Right. Utah, 21. Uh, Minnesota's 19. There's a lot. USC, 17. Michigan, 16. There's a lot of teams from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten in there, and both of them are playing a season. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, a, if we release the top 25 when they start playing here in a couple weeks, are they going to keep the teams in there that haven't been playing, that aren't playing a season? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And I, the only way that I can see this and that it makes sense that this is the preseason poll. Everybody voted on it. You know, they're tipping their cap to some of the best teams in the country. Of course, Ohio State deserves to be there at number two. You know, Penn State probably deserves to be there. Oregon deserves to be there. Like a lot of these teams that are on the poll, I don't think that they got the poll wrong. I'm not saying that. Uh, but if you're just going to include them on the preseason poll, that's fine. But I don't want to see Ohio State at number two when it comes one week in and the Big Ten doesn't have a season. Now, if the Big Ten changes course if they you know get ready to go and, and have a season then we're talking about a different conversation then of course ohio state would deserve to be there at number two that's without question yeah maybe even number one but you know you can't say with any degree of certainty that big 10 or pac-12 are just going to resume their season that they're they called it quits for this year you yeah, know they, they said health and safety first we're not doing a football season we're not doing any fall sports which is fine uh but if it's just for the preseason poll I can understand it. But, again, you can't have any of the uh, Big Ten or Pac-12 on there if that's who you're going to include. Yeah, this also 
the whole spring football season, that's why this all confuses me, uh, you know, because it's the, the SEC, ACC, and other conferences, they seem pretty steadfast that they're going to end up having a football season in the fall. Okay, so obviously if they do that, they're not going to have to play a spring season, and also their athletes aren't going to need an extra year of eligibility if they play in the fall because they play a fall season. So what? Uh, well, why do they need an extra year? They played. So if you play, and then if you play in the spring, are you going to not have the SEC playing? You're not going to have the ACC playing? I mean, some of the top te- clubs in who's number ones in the ACC, Bam is number three, Georgia four, all of them are in the the uh, uh, SEC. That just opens up another big can of, can of worms, though. And uh, it's because, just exactly because I, I mean Alabama's not going to play in this fall and then turn around to play again in the spring just because the rest of college football is because it's I mean the majority of the conferences are not playing in the fall so that would mean more of them are playing in the spring if they decide to have a spring season now obviously teams could decide to pull out of that as well if we still haven't figured out this coronavirus thing right it, it's just. It's a big, convoluted mess, right? This whole, you got half the NCAA, you know, playing at uh, playing football this year. You got a half that's postponing it towards the spring. You know, everybody's trying to do their own thing. And again, you got to yeah. take the health and safety in consideration first and foremost. You know, that is why the Big Ten, and I don't think anybody in the Big Ten would want to postpone. Nobody in the Mid-American Conference would want to postpone, uh, you know, their football season if they if they had to. Still, you know, these teams in here, uh, they, they want to play. Now, playing in the fall and playing in the spring, you know, they got to lay down a plan and figure out what they're going to do. I don't foresee the SEC playing a fall season and then a spring season. It's either going to be one or the other. You know, I, I could see, you know, Ohio State and maybe Ohio playing in the, in the spring this year because who knows what that schedule is going to look like, you know, should the Mid-American Conference and the Big Ten pursue and, and accomplish the spring season i'd imagine you know they're going to regionalize it depending on what the state of the coronavirus is yeah, you could have all the ohio teams playing ohio teams you could have you know all the iowa teams playing iowa teams you know it, it could be something you know neat like that uh but I, I don't see you know acc coming back and saying all right well we won the national title or we the, if it's clemson you know we won the national title uh you know here in the fall but now we're going to go for it in the spring, will there be a national title in the spring? Yeah. You know, what What are these teams playing for? A conference yeah. championship? Exactly. I mean, that it's all a good. Que- and it's all. I mean, it's, I think it says a lot about the NCAA. Honestly, how they can't get all their conferences to pull one way or another. It, it, like you would just think the NCAA would come out and say, "Hey, you know, we're going to suspend play in the fall, but we're going to put in place a plan to play a season in the spring." And that way, everyone still gets to play football at some point this academic year. Um, and, you know, then you would have that. But now you've got to figure out all this other stuff. Like, that's a great question. You have two national champions this year, one for the fall, one for the spring. And can you really say that you're a national champion if half the teams aren't playing? Right. I you mean, know, if Ohio State... If it's Clemson and Alabama yeah. in the national championship again, Ohio State didn't get to play. I mean, what... Right. I mean, you have all these teams that don't even have a shot that... You know, just because, again, you know, health and safety, first and foremost, yada, yada, yada. But still, like, if Clemson goes out there and has it a season, you know, and Ohio State's not involved, or, you know, even you know, anybody in the Mid-American Conference. I mean, if are you a national champion if, you know, all the teams that, that play aren't playing? Can you claim that title? 
Or will it be like UFC a couple yeah. years ago where they went undefeated and didn't even have a chance to compete in the national title? Well, that's a, to- I, that's a different topic. That's but. a different topic. <laughs> um, I still say they should have gotten a shot. But anyway. I just, yeah, you make a good point because for, for the professional sports, people are already t- trying to discredit what the professional teams do this year because of shortened seasons or, you know, they took long breaks in the middle of their season and then that caused whatever happened and at least obviously it's different seasons for the professional teams but at least there's still every team is playing i mean and people are already complaining that this year's tainted this year have an asterisk next to it for the nba the the nhl the mlb all that so i mean how could you not say it has an asterisk next to it for college football if over half the teams in the country don't even play right yeah it's just it's a mess right i mean it when it just boils down to it, you know, the whole college football season right now, because of the pandemic and everything, it, it, it's a mess. You know, a lot of schools are still trying to find, you know, how do they stop losing money? And I get that. You know, a lot of schools are going to lose money because of missed out football seasons. And, you know, you can say what you want. I mean, I enjoy you know, all the other Olympic sports out there, but the Olympic sports are hurting because there's no football. Um Football does help to pay for a lot of those other sports, and when you don't have that, I mean, everything else goes down with it. Yeah. So, again, you got to – something will happen, and only time will tell. Yeah, some people think that, the, you know, these uh, – the the the, the uh, Power 5 schools are like money-making machines when it comes to sports, but people don't realize it's a good year for an academic program just to break even. Because, I mean, that's how much – that's how much far in the red they start their – they start the season off with. Right. Who knows? It just it, it just baffled me with the uh, AP Top 25 poll. Because if you're not having a season, how can you be in the poll? But anyway, this has been the Sports Fan on this Monday. For Joe Medora, I'm Connor Mills signing off. we got Cincinnati Reds coming your way at 740 as it's Trevor Bauer against Brad Anderson, Cincinnati, and Milwaukee. It's been the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place.